Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my mock trade happy co-host, Mozzie. Oh my goodness, it's been driving me crazy all day. <laughs> We're just a few days away from the NFL draft, and I am... Oh, I am lost in the sauce, my friend. <laughs> I am there's... so lost in the sauce. How are you doing? I'm good. There, yeah, there's so much to dig into. Like We're going through these, and right before we started, you kind of made like a swap on who you think's trading, and you're like, oh no, I have to change like everything now. <laughs> yep. Because, you know, all it takes is one little thing, and there's just this cascade effect that changes the entire draft. You know, you have someone special that falls to a certain place, and that team has to take them. Yeah, but then the, if the that plan changes. Happen, yeah. Yeah. Like with uh, like the Cowboys, like with CD last year, like, they had no expectation of Lamb being there, but he was there, and so they're like, all right, change of plans. Change of plans. Thank mm-hmm. you, Mayock, for that one. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm curious what they're gonna do this year. If like, what, how they'll fuck something up. But TBD. So, yes, obviously this is a uh, quarterback-driven draft class with a pretty hefty group of guys up top in that top five quarterbacks. And we have, we both have the first three being quarterbacks. Actually, the first four being quarterbacks. Sorry, we have the Trevor Lawrence row, but it's tiny because that was kind of a a given we assume. But mm-hmm. who we we have a difference at three in that kind of has a trickle down on the rest of our draft and how it pans out because based on who goes at three someone may or may not trade up at a certain spot this this that so it'll kind of make uh, things yeah. shake out differently i was gonna say we each have our own sort of independent rankings for a lot of the skill positions namely the uh quarterback running back and wide receiver and then a couple tight ends even though i think full disclosure we both only think one of the tight ends gets drafted in the first round yes. no surprise. <laughs> um but yeah we all sort of have our own uh our own rankings here um and we'll kind of use those to gauge how we think this draft goes thursday we've done pretty well with this in the past i think last year you know i had at least half of them as at least the i had over half of them as the position right Mm -hmm. yeah that's like the big thing is like teams will have different preferences on guys at position but kind of like i think getting the position right it's like i like a half win (laughs) Right, exactly. So I give myself like a, a yellow color for that one, a yellow label. Like, hey, you mm-hmm. got the spirit of it. You got, you got it kind of right. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah, you got it. And then, uh, so yeah, I think, especially this year, um, that's going to be very, very, uh, I don't know what the word is, variable because of just how <laughs> many teams probably have their own independent evaluations of certain players. And with last year being such a fantastic fuckery that, there's just no real, you know, solid ranking list. I think that there's a lot of guys that are going to fall into later rounds that are good, and there's a lot of guys that are going to get overdrafted. Yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of fuckery in the draft this year. We're going to look on those three years from now and just laugh because, like, oh, yeah. teams are not able to do, like, their usual, like, protocol and, like, kind of go, like, talk to everyone, see everyone, see all the games. Like, th- everything changed for their scouting, so... Yo. The, the teams who are good at drafting 
which I mean, drafting an NFL is kind of hard in general. But the, the teams who typically draft well are probably going to rise up more, and the teams who draft poorly are probably going to fall down a little more in terms of like how this pans out in a couple of years. Oof, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like I'm. There's some some teams I'm worried about. Like I I do kind of worry about the Raiders, but then I'm like looking at like the you know the Ravens. I'm like the Ravens will probably like, crush this draft. There was like a quote that came out. I think it was from Harbaugh talking about like he likes to accumulate a lot of draft picks because like mm-hmm. he knows like he's gonna be wrong enough like a, a lot of the time like everyone's gonna be like wrong a good amount of time so you have to like have enough hits like obviously like do your research get your guys like this this that but if you can get you know 10 guys in instead of five guys in you've got like a better a lot better chance no it's true i mean i think that uh the <laughs> picking your draft is really difficult and mm-hmm. it's very easy to hate on your gm but the truth is if you're only getting six or seven picks you might get three or four guys at best yeah half the time it's a crap best. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the teams that get like 12 picks usually do okay because they end up with like you know five or six starters yeah, someone's gonna be good <laughs> right so but start things off though Trevor Lawrence number one the yep gimme more or less um it would be an utter shock if they did not take him and then we yeah. both have the jets taking zach wilson that that was kind of been detailed a lot that's kind of the assumed marriage there and then three is yeah. where it gets tough because the niners are posturing they don't know who's going to be alive this this that so yeah i guess real quick on the jets i personally don't really want them to take wilson i so i watch um what's it chris sims he did his quarterback evaluations and he had Zach Wilson as the number one ranked quarterback, but his is like purely on mechanics and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So his is, you know, this guy has amazing potential. I don't like Zach Wilson because I think personality wise, he's not going to mix with the jets at all. Mm -hmm. I just think it's a bad fit in terms of literal, like, like humanity. (laughs) Um, So like, yeah, maybe he's really talented, but I don't think, that he is the right attitude for the organization. I'm not, you know, I don't want to knock it because I said earlier I'll trust what Joe Douglas does, but he's probably <laughs> going to. It seems like he's going to at least, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, I hope it works out for you. <laughs> Me too. So, but yeah. Yeah, so pick three is where we differ. Um, the Niners, we presume, take a quarterback. It's just a matter of whom at this point. Um, I mm-hmm. think they'll go with Fields. Right now you have Mac Jones. Yeah, I I mean, the Mac Jones pick is more of a situational <clears throat> thing. I think that other quarterbacks are better, but they know Jimmy Garoppolo is injury prone and even possibly being traded or released because of the amount of cap they'll save if they do it soon. Uh, there's, I think that Mac Jones slides right into the offense the most efficiently as opposed to some of the other guys that maybe need a little bit of time riding the bench to get better. Um, you know, if Jimmy G gets hurt, you can put Mac Jones in. I don't think the offensive production suffers a whole lot because a lot of that production is on behalf of Kyle Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Fields, I think, needs a little time to sit and wait. I like Fields better as a prospect personally, but you yeah. know, I mean, I I think Lance is the best fit for the Niners of the three remaining. Personally, um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they will take him or I've not heard anything about them being connected to him. Really, 
I read today that they're torn between Jones and Lance. Gotcha. Which I think is a very interesting duo to be torn on. They're so different. Um, yeah, I think I would rather think they'd be torn on Lance versus Fields. Yeah, because well, I'm, <laughs> yeah from from the get go, my ideal fit for Lance Lance's talent was the Niners, and so if they're if if they're seeing I assume I assume they see what I see, and so like because the type of offense he ran would just kind of transition pretty seamlessly to the Niners as well, I think. So, mm-hmm. but ooh, I did want to mention this: we are putting who we think they take, not necessarily who we think they should take. Yeah, uh, which is important when doing mock drafts because who we think they should take and what we think they'll take is very different. Exactly. I, we both agree they should take Trey Lance. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd be happy if the Jets took Trey Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but mo- I personally think that right now it's, I guess it's kind of leading Mac Jones. I don't even know. Yeah, I, it's it's a tough call. It's quarterback just picking the right one's a tough one. But we both have Trey Lance going forward to the Falcons here, and it, it's it's something that I've as we've gone through the off season of like, you know, who all we like, what teams we want to pick what, and like what I want the Falcons to do as a fan. Like, yeah, the, the more I've listened to other people, thought about it, like. I like the idea of taking a quarterback because this isn't a franchise that is usually bad. Like they have losing seasons, but like they go, they have like a lot of like seven, nine, six, ten, or like they're not, they're not in a position to take a quarterback of this caliber often. I mean, the last time it was Matt Ryan. Like, so I, I'm, I'm all aboard with him taking the quarterback here. And it sounds like the new GM, like Fontenoy, Faltoroy, whatever his name is. Um, Fontenoy. Fontenot, some yeah, something anyway, like that. Some hard to pronounce, hard to rename. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the presumption is Arthur Blank kind of gave him the reins on who to take. So, yeah, uh, with the news of Julio potentially getting traded mm-hmm. or at least on the trade block, at least you know that's the rumor that's been going around. That, in the very least, makes me think that you know they're you know they're at this fork in the road that we've discussed this before, where they either are saying we can win with Matt Ryan, we're going to put a team around him. Or they're like, we need to blow this up. Since they have a new GM and a new head coach, I do think you know one of the more frequent things we see is the new guy comes in and wants to have their guy. Mm-hmm. And I think Trey Lance is in a perfect position if he gets drafted by the Falcons. He could sit behind Matt Ryan for one to two years, honestly, mm-hmm. and never even see the field and learn a whole hell of a lot. And, I mean, Matt Ryan's got a great throw. Mm-hmm. He has wonderful arm mechanics. Just watching him, like Trey Lance, can improve. Probably the biggest, you know, problem I have with his game is his arm motion is just a little wonky. But. Yeah, same same on fields. Yeah, like either guy would make right. sense here. Like if if the Niners did take Lance, I would probably pick Fields to the Falcons. Or I mean, as a fan, I would also be cool with that happening because yeah. like, I both are pretty good. <laughs> Now, me as an outside guy, I personally think the Falcons should trade down and stick with Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league for the past five years. Like his mm-hmm. um his grades and stats are insane, and I get that he's getting older, but he hasn't shown any decline yet, and I still think you can win with him. He's a franchise quarterback, so I personally think they should trade down and amass picks. But something we've talked about, uh, at least the two of us, is that it might be really hard to trade down this year. Yeah. Um, 
I think there will be a lot of teams that want to trade down because they want picks for next year, which is why I love Joe Douglas. He did that already. Mm -hmm. But there's not a whole lot of teams that want to give up picks for next year because that's a draft class they can actually evaluate the players going (laughs) into for. Uh, So I have them just kind of staying put. Trey Lance is available or Justin Fields. They grab them and stick them behind Matt Ryan and await the future. Yeah, I think the other option is if they don't trade down, I would assume they take Pitts if they don't take Lance, like a quarterback. Like the three options are quarterback, trade down, Pitts, in my opinion. Yep. Or like, or like maybe they would take Chase if they are planning to trade Julio. I don't know. but God, I think that would just anger a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bengals fans would be so pissed off because we currently have uh, Jamar Chase going to the Bengals at five. So I initially said that the more uh, pragmatic thing here is for the Bengals to take Penny Sewell or Penny Sewell. Um, but I actually don't think that that's right. I think the more practical thing here is to take Jamar Chase. And the reason being is that this O-line class is fairly deep. As I was going through the mock draft, I realized that there were a lot of guys dropping that were very good. Yeah, there's and a the lot Bengals, of solid tackles. Exactly. They have a good pick in the top of the second round that – like the fifth pick in the second round, like pick 37, they can mm-hmm. still get a good lineman. And they've also had a number of injuries on the line that have prevented those recently highly drafted <laughs> players yeah. from playing. So if they expect those guys to come back and be a contributing factor, then get the star wide receiver of the draft uh, in Jamar Chase. Why not? Yeah, and he's the best receiver since we've been doing these like yep. evaluations. So. Yeah, it's it's hard to not just go with him, put him back with Burrow, have him Higgins and Boyd. That's nuts, and um, terrifying. Yeah, I, I, the other option here would probably be like Pitts. Pitts yeah, because like Chase, mm. but they have their pick of the three. Like as long as yep. they pick one of those three, like they didn't fuck up. I think. <laughs> yeah, no Chase Sewell and Pitts. Um, they should be happy with any one of those three guys. Mm-hmm. But I I think Chase. Yeah, I think we agree. He's the pick they will make and probably the best option there Hmm. so next up we currently have sewell uh going to the dolphins at six and the eric flowers trade kind of cemented that at least for me yes so i had them taking a wide receiver here i strongly believe that they want to put talent around tua and make him look a lot better than he did last year by putting some really flashy guys around him not saying he's bad but they want to you know make him look as great as possible yeah it was not a good roster last year (laughs) exactly so i definitely think taking a wide receiver here is warranted and you know if things happen and one jamar chase or someone falls they'll absolutely take him Mm -hmm. but the fact that they traded flowers to washington he was a nice guard for them last year and one of their better players uh it makes a lot of sense that they would take Sewell because Sewell's really young and really talented. He's 6'6", and he's 20 years old, and he's still growing. Yeah. They want to yeah, put him so inside, right? Like, they want to put him at guard next to Austin Jackson, let him grow. And if Austin Jackson doesn't pan out, then great. You've got your left tackle of the future. Yeah. So, that Sewell, makes, too Sewell much makes sense. a lot of sense, yeah, especially with that trade today. Sometimes teams, like, kind of tell you what they're going to do, and you have to just kind of lessen and hope it's not them utterly fucking up (laughs) so seven is where we kind of differ a lot so i've got a trade happening here i've got the pats trading up for who i currently have as mac jones um could be lance or fields 
I think this is the spot to trade up to jump Carolina and Denver because if Fields is available there, like there's a chance to pick, like the one actually the lines on here too, but there's a chance like that if you know past seven the Panthers would maybe take Fields or Lance and the Broncos would definitely take Fields or Lance because Drew Lock's not that great. So I I think that the Lions you know they're they're kind of they're in a rebuild. They you know they're not like you know expecting Jared Goff to be like their savior, but they're kind of in a spot where picking a quarterback right now doesn't make a ton of sense for them unless I think he's going to be like the franchise changer savior. But mm-hmm. the the trade with the Pats I also thought made sense because they have a lot of interorganizational relationships. So Yeah, no, it's true. And I uh I was going to have the Lions trading down here with the Patriots, but I also had Sewell falling to them originally. So I had Sewell falling to them, then they don't trade. Um, But with the fact that they just got rid of Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, and now their number one receiver is Tyrell Williams, uh, (laughs) I have them taking Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith because they need to replace Kenny Galladay. They need to replace their receivers on their team. They just got Goff. They don't want him to fail. He has a good tight Mm -hmm. end. And they have some B, C tier receivers there right now and Rashad Perriman and whatnot. So Devontae Smith, still available. I have him going here. Yeah, and I like the option too if they stay there. That makes a lot of sense. But so you have a trade happening at eight instead. Yeah, no, I, uh, with some of these guys going, I think the Panthers trading down makes a lot of sense. I think that Matt Rule and the Patriots will establish a sort of relationship as well uh, in the coming years because I think Matt Rule is one of those coaches on the rise. And this right here, I think, is a good idea because they got Darnold. They don't need this pick here for a quarterback. And I think the Patriots want to jump Denver, who definitely has given off the vibe that they are are not happy with drew Locke. <laughs> um so i have the patriots trading up with the panthers it's a little bit easier for them to swing um the panthers can still get some good stuff later to help darnold out so i have the patriots trading up and them taking fields here at eight so fields doesn't exit the top 10 i don't think he really will exit the nah. top 10 yeah i've seen mocks where he just falls outright to the patriots at 15 I, that would be that would be so baffling like i really doubt it happens but if it does i just have to be like what the fuck are these teams doing or is there something just absurd we missed that we don't know about well i saw someone having him getting picked at 32 yeah that was was that the chris sims mock yeah that was dumb I maybe see yeah and i'm just like there's no way he gets past the bears if he's there yeah there's i've no seen way he gets like past washington yeah, there's one where, like, I think Charlie Casserly had him going, like, 24, and there's that one earlier that had him, like, going 32. I'm like, this is not, not going to happen. This is not. No. No, he, yeah. <laughs> I'm like. He is like, too good. But does people have, like, their head under a rock? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so People just look at things and don't try to understand the context. Yeah, it's, it makes no sense, like, how he would fall there. So, anyway, yeah, with, with eight, at pick eight, I have the Panthers taking pits here. Um, which I love too. Yeah, like if if they end up staying there and he's available, that's a slam dunk pick. Um, just to make this offense pretty deadly and really set Darnold up for success. Um, like Pitts is the quote unquote generational talent that you want when you're picking top ten, yep. and he's also the end of a tier more or less because you've got the five quarterbacks, 
Chase, Sewell, and Pitts, which it's, it's kind of presumptive tier, or even if you want to say like Sewell not in there in the top seven, but there's the five quarterbacks and like the two best offensive weapons are Chase and Pitts. So yeah, he would he would be to in the top tier. Yeah, so I think if Pitts is there, they have a hard they might have a hard time trading out of that spot. I I like to imagine that he's already gone by the point I've picked him here, mm-hmm. um, but if he is available, yeah, I mean he's just he's so good. Yeah, he's yeah on another level. So, <laughs> but yeah, so pick nine, the Broncos. Uh, we both kind of think Parsons makes a lot of sense. I also have possibly Slater if they want to go there, but I think Parsons does make a lot of sense if they end up stuck at that pick. Yeah, the thing with the Broncos is their O-line, you know, with uh, Munchak over there, played a lot better. They're, I mean, Garrett Bowles, the left tackle, had one of the highest ratings mm-hmm. I was reading following the year. Yeah, so he I'm had like, a really good I, year, but I think on the other side they were kind of struggling and the rest of the line kind of needed yeah, some help. Yeah, on the right side they needed some help, which would be great for Slater to put him on the right there. Um, I also think Mike, yeah, Micah Parsons just absolutely fits the scheme. Yeah. Um, and it just makes too much sense with Vic Fangio. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So probably Parsons tonight at this point in our draft is what we're going with. So Cowboys are next up. Uh, I think uh, Patrick Certain, Certain, how do you pronounce it? Who, Sertan. Uh, Sertan, yeah, his father's in the NFL. There's a lot of like father-son uh, duos coming like at this year as far as like sons of NFL players that like we've actually heard of, which is kind of funny. Right. <laughs> but um, I think if the Broncos don't take Parsons, that would also be an option. But mm-hmm. like, cause like they definitely need some help in that area. They feel like they, cause uh, Sean Lee just retired. So Sean Lee retired, and Van Der Esch has been injury prone. Like they still have yeah. Jalen Smith, who is great, but they they would definitely, I think, take Parsons if he's gone. Yeah, if he's not gone. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot of good players here. But so you had this shaking out kind of differently than I did. Yeah, I have with it since the Panthers and mine here do trade with the Patriots who offer them a boatload to move up and get their quarterback, which is rare for them. Um, I got uh, Kyle Pitts falling just to 10 here for the Cowboys to take because I definitely I had Sertan going here mm-hmm. and then I had uh, a couple things had to move around for me. And I just <laughs> kind of and I was like, well, now uh, this guy's available. Now Pitts is available and. Jerry Jones loves them. They've been talking for a while. Yeah, they, they talked about, like, there's been, like, kind of some rumor of them trading up for him even, so. I think he's worth trading up for. Yeah, he is. Especially in a draft where you don't know so many things. Taking the guy who is a sure thing, like, I would trade my whole draft for one guy who's a superstar <laughs> when I don't know if anyone else will be good. Yeah, like, it's, it's worth it to sell the house to try to get someone who is going to alter your franchise a, a fair amount on their own. Which is kind of why I had them taking Pitts, because I was thinking if he does trade up to get them, then he'll end up with them anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> like, that's all they need at this point. Like If their line isn't just totally decimated, they've got Dak, they've got all their weapons. Like Adding Kyle Pitts to that offense would be just fucking banana bonkers. Like, Yeah, and at 42 in the second, they could still get a lineman to bolster that. Yeah, there's some extra depth there. So... Going around the that division, we've got the Giants and Eagles up next. Um, I'm kind of grouping them together because I have them kind of both taking Waddle or Devonta Smith of the two guys left there because um, I have them getting to this point, um, which could end up being wrong there. But we but we both kind of agree Waddle to the Giants does make sense. Yep, they've let a few guys go. They have Kenny Galladay, so having I think Waddle to complement that would mm-hmm. be huge. 
They want to make Janiel Jones look real good. And a lot of people have them taking a tackle, but the Giants have taken a lineman, like, with their first two picks in, like, the past two to three drafts. Uh, they've still got Nate Solder. Behind him is Andrew Thomas, who was, like, the number four or six pick last year. Matt Pert was, like, a standout <laughs> right tackle for him. They don't quite need tackle. And, like I said, deep draft class of O-linemen, take the stud uh, that can help your team out. I think they take Waddle. Yeah, because, like, Slayton and Shepard are, like, solid assets, but getting a game-changer like one of these guys is it's hard to pass up because it'll really bolster the team because you think you have Galladay and then Waddle or Devonta and then you've got you know Slayton and Shepard you've got a lot of options and I mean Evingham as well so I think right. it would really set uh dimes up for some success for some success and so moving down so I have the Eagles taking whichever receiver the Giants don't take however you don't have that option available so who do you have them going uh one of either Sertan or JC Horn their uh their cornerback room is just so bad and they took Rager last year. I do think they need wide receiver help, like, significantly. Um, but I don't have Smith available. I think if Devontae's still available, they would take him here. But mm-hmm. I'd have them taking, uh, instead, uh, a cornerback to help out with that room. Because right now it's Darius Slay who's solid, and then it's just a bunch of, a bunch of guys. And mm-hmm. their secondary was so bad last year. The media hype has been huge on Horn. He's definitely not the best cornerback available, but they might reach up and grab him. I think the Eagles are just so poorly run with Howie Roseman right now that it's I, I basically have them drafting the wrong guy with J.C. Horn. <laughs> that is that is what I've done because I think Sertan is a better corner in many metrics. Yeah, but J.C. Horn, uh, son of former receiver Joe Horn. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of cornerbacks cool. as yeah, like. People like Horn because he's very big and he has really long arms, which is certainly useful for a mm. corner, but he doesn't have, like, the speed and the the twitch and uh, rotation that a top corner needs to have in his hips, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the hips are important. They don't lie. They do not. So next up, we've got the Chargers. We both have Slater, if he's available. Mm-hmm. They Yeah, they need that position so yep they need a left tackle they just let what's his face go was it try turner or something i think so and then they they had they had other pouncy like on their line didn't they both retire or am i I remembering i think they they both both did did, but but like they got Corey lindsley from the packers yeah so their center is fine but they need a left tackle Mm -hmm. and slater could certainly go earlier but i've got him falling here and a team that was looking at darisaw can now get rashawn slater yep and uh, I think if, if for some reason Slater does go before this, I think I think certain or certain certain I'm gonna say mm-hmm. it wrong every single time. I think he makes sense as well if for some reason they can't get Slater. Mm-hmm. I also think Darisol makes sense if they don't get Slater. Mm-hmm. That seems to be pretty uh, consistent among a lot of mock drafts. Like they're taking the best tackle available. Yeah. <laughs> as long Which, as it is within the top three tackles. Yeah. Good position. Just pick a pick a good guy there. So. Then you've got Patrick Certain going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to like sort of purposely and not purposely say his name differently each time. Um, you got Patrick Certain going to the Vikings next. Right. Uh, I didn't have him initially falling this far, but, you know, with Kyle Pitts being available at 10, the Cowboys grabbed him, and the Eagles being the Eagles, they took horns. So now 
Sertan is available, and the Vikings need secondary help. Like a steak needs salt, my mm-hmm. dude. They, oh my god, we went into last year saying this secondary is hot garbage. Yeah, you should play your fantasy teams against their secondary, and it was, and it was fun because was we knew that going in. Um, they did get Pat Pete, but you know he is uh, getting up there in age, so yeah, they still need more help. For, didn't they already cut their first round pick, or is he just a backup now? Like they took Jeff Gladney, and he was terrible. Oh gosh, yeah, I don't remember all this. So they yeah. need a corner, and Sertan certainly available. They're going mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, I I agree that corner makes sense. I have like Horn as an option here. Um, mm-hmm. I do think they would maybe consider bolstering the front seven some. Like if for some reason Parsons was available here, I think they would probably jump at that opportunity, or maybe taking a pay. Um, what I forget his uh, first oh, name. Oh, Quiddy. Yeah, because a lot of people have uh, him going to the Raiders and some mocks too. Mm-hmm. But I, I think <clears throat> Quiddy Pay, uh, edge rusher out of Michigan, makes a lot of sense for uh, the Vikings as well if they want to go that direction. I like it. I like it. Mm-hmm. So at the next pick, we both have Darisaw going here, but you haven't beat <laughs> Carolina and I have Detroit. So. Right. The Patriots trading up for somebody. Most likely fields or something in our idea, like mm-hmm. our minds. And then the resulting team for me being Carolina, for you being Detroit, being at 15. And with Slater going to the Chargers, Darisaw is still available. Mm-hmm. And Carolina still gets a good lineman for Darnold. And in your case, the Detroit still gets a good lineman for Goof. <laughs> good old Goof. Good old Goof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious how Detroit's going to be this year, man. It's That's one of like the things I'm most unsure of is like, if they're gonna be, like, any good, I think they could be. But I literally have no clue what I think the record is gonna be. But I'm that's so gonna excited be, for them. Yeah, the, the episode where we kind of like go through like predict all the records, like the the Lions, I feel like are one I'm gonna be pretty wrong on. But next up, we've got the Cardinals, and I'm not really sure what they're gonna do. To be fully honest, they're one of the teams I'm a little, I just kind of trouble picking on, like picking like their who they're gonna go with. So you have uh, Christian Barmore. Oh yeah. Scheme fit-wise, it's like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. He was a 3-4 scheme in Alabama. This is a 3-4 Cardinal scheme with J.J. Watt on one side. Their nose tackle being, I don't even know who, I can't even remember his name. And um, on the other side, you've got uh, Zach Allen, who they just recently got. So I think getting uh, Barmore here from Alabama just fits in so nicely to help out the front line and create pressure. Uh, they do need a, a uh, cornerback, and I know that they've been talking about getting a wide receiver. That's what that's like all the media has been talking about is they want a wide receiver. Hmm. But if Waddle and Devonte and Chase are gone, which at this point they probably should be, who do they go for? So Christian Barmore for me. Yeah, I, that makes a lot of sense. There's kind of two picks. Uh, it's like two guys I think would make sense of this pick. One is uh, AVT. Uh, he's a lineman. I didn't write down his full name because it's long. It's uh, Elijah Vera Tucker mm-hmm. at a USC guard. And then the other option I had was uh, Collins because I do think they need some linebacker help because, like, they've got um, – I fucking what's his name. Their last pick, I forget his name, the versatile linebacker they've got. Um, Why am I blinking on this? Names are hard. Abram? No. Um, the guy uh, – Isaiah Simmons. Why was that so hard for me to think of? Yeah, the, they have Isaiah oh, Simmons. Oh, sorry, I was looking at the Raiders. Oh, no like, worries, yeah. Yeah, he plays safety. Yeah, so um, yeah. Zayvon Collins, I think it makes sense as, like, a bigger 
run stopper type of guy. Like I mean, he's not just front stopper, like versatile guy. I think he kind of can play more up front, like up up towards like the line of scrimmage. Whereas um, Isaiah Simmons is a lot more like you know versatile in the sense where they'll use him as a like pass like passing game heavy defender. So mm-hmm. I think they kind of need to bolster the linebacking room as well. So a guard or a linebacker, I think, make a lot of sense here. Uh, he's really good, so mm-hmm. I expect him to go before I have him being picked, but I do have him as a first-round talent, too. And then yeah, AVT yeah. is really good as well, and I, the reason I don't, I actually don't have a team with him because I know he's going to get taken. I just don't know by who. I just have him as a slash for, like, several teams. To, this yeah, person or this person. Teams that might need a guard. So, next Which up. Many. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that need line help in general. Um, so, the Raiders are next up. So you have ATV, sorry, ATV, AVT or Collins <laughs> being a possibility. Um, I kind of agree Collins could be a possibility. But I think Pay, uh, Quiddy Pay makes a lot of sense here. He if does it, make a lot of sense with their defensive scheme. Yeah, if uh, like if Pay isn't gone, probably to the Vikings before that, he kind of makes sense because they definitely need more help up front. Yeah, because they've been using Farrell on the outside and they want to move him inside. Mm-hmm. And if they do that by getting pay, then you've got uh, Farrell, Pay, and Ngakwe on that line, plus Max Crosby. So yeah. like, that's a that's a scary D line. Yeah, it's pretty solid, and that I've seen that this kind of match mocked a lot. But I also I do also like the Collins one if he's available. But yeah, their linebackers are bad. Yep, they need a linebacker so badly they their linebackers suck. So. Yeah, I was looking at their team, and they had Abram listed as a linebacker. I'm like, wait, he's a safety. Like, that's how bad it is. They have Kwiatkowski, who they traded for and was meh, and Corey Littleton. So, like, they really need a linebacker. Yeah, it's it's rough. So Real bad. But the Dolphins, who are up next, also need a linebacker. So we both have who we'll call Jock a lot. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Oh, yeah. Yep. He he makes a lot of sense to replace Fandoy. Yep, 3-4. He is a great linebacker. I think he's one of the best ones in the class. And I think if he's available there and the Raiders don't take him, because that he's also an option for the Raiders. Yeah, that's um, it, honestly. Because I think he can play in a bunch of different things. Uh, Dolphins definitely grab him. Mm-hmm. I also think uh, Jalen Phillips is a solid pick here. He's kind of had a lot of like injuries maybe drop him. So like I think his medicals may put him down people's boards a bit but I've, I've, i mean i've seen him mocked here he's really good and so I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think he would make sense and kind of because he played at like miami so having him stay in miami would be kind of funny as well but i think <laughs> he makes sense for them yeah but next up we've got washington we i think we both kind of agree tevin jenkins if available is the best option for them here yeah tevin jenkins and then if he's gone maybe um elijah vera tucker because mm-hmm. they need a lineman so bad their left tackle is nobody it's mm-hmm. nobody they don't have a left tackle it's terrible um i really like them to try and trade up to get a quarterback i like yeah. i could absolutely see them going up to get trey lance if he's available and then at the same time i think they could go up for fields i think it's a little harder to swing media wise to get an osu quarterback again after the last one but i really think they want to get a quarterback uh they are putting this team together and they've got fitzpatrick for this year but next year who's it going to be and this is the year for quarterbacks so i'd love for them to try i don't know if it happens but if not i just have them going linemen and waiting for another quarterback later 
or trading up to get him if the offer uh, pans out. Yeah, they, they unfortunately won too many games. Them and the Bears kind of played <laughs> above, them, above their heads at a couple times and lucked into the playoffs because of their division. So, Yep. But, yeah, the Bears uh, up next, who were a way worse team than their record showed, but they just, like, somehow won enough games. I guess maybe credit to Nagy there? I don't know. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Bears up next, we both agree. Cornerback, Farley, makes a lot of sense, or possibly Newsome. But mm-hmm. they need corner help, especially after letting go of Kyra Fuller. Yep. I mean, that move that made every Bears fan scratch their heads with releasing Kyle Fuller. Yeah, what um, a Matty move that makes Bears fans scratch their head. I feel so bad. <laughs> In the event a top quarterback fell this far, which I don't think is likely they might do that, but I think the more pragmatic thing is they either take a lineman because their line is mediocre or they just go out and replace Fuller, which I think is the most likely. So mm-hmm. Farley had injury concerns, but he was probably the best corner in the draft. Um, so I could see them going for him, and I do like Newsom as well. Mm-hmm. So, a lot, lot of options for them here. Um, next up, we've got the Colts, and I don't really know what the Colts are going to do. This is probably the hardest one for me, like, right? at this point, to judge because they're a good team. Like I think cornerback makes sense, I mean, but I could even see like wide receiver or like getting an edge or linebacker. I'm not, I'm not really sure where I'm going to yeah. go here. Yeah, no, this one's tough. You know, what What if they're like, let's get Kadarius Tony to help out yeah. with Pittman. That's a nice option. Um, like maybe like prepare for life after T.Y. or something. <laughs> right. I did have them originally taking Jalen Phillips, who's still available for me here. But I think that the Colts are a harder team to persuade to get that because he's got some player concerns. So I like them taking Jason Owa um, away, sorry, who is <laughs> – a really good 4-3 DE that would fit really nicely with them. Mm-hmm. And their pass rush was solid even without him, but this would really put them over the top. Yeah, the defense was stout, so. They kind of can take whoever they want. Their team is very solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of sort of best yeah. player available for them in a way. I meant to mention they need a left tackle, but at this point in the draft, the amount of left tackles available at, at that spot, I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of. Eh, at that point. <laughs> so they could also be a trade team if someone comes knocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see the Colts trading out if someone likes a guy available there. But we have Phillips as definitely an option next if he's still available here. If the Dolphins don't take him, and the Colts don't take him. Jalen Phillips to the Titans makes a ton of sense. Oh yeah, three four outside linebacker rusher. They have no pass rush. Like if he's there, they should lock him in. Yeah, it would, it would make a lot of sense, and they really need a pass rush because they got. No sacks last year. Like, did they actually get a sack? They they got a couple. <laughs> Not many. Okay. It was really bad. They had so many games without a sack in a row or something like that. So, yeah, they definitely need a lot of help there. Um, I could also see them going receiver, um, whether or not Phillips is mm-hmm. available. Like, Bateman or Tony, I think, make a lot of sense for the Titans. Sure. So Now that they got rid of Davis. Yeah, because literally just AJ Brown. So, and there's no Joe New. They need they yeah. need help in like an offense. So like them taking a receiver here, like in starting that like second tier receiver run, I think makes a lot of sense. I do think Bateman makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I could I could see them liking Bateman just for his role or liking Tony just for more big play potential. Or they get the other Brown, they get Diami Browns and to, they get uh, AJ and Diami over there. Yeah, I have him going somewhere else that I think is actually a pretty great fit. Oh, I'm excited. So, yeah, I think I think you'll like it. 
But next up, we're back to your Jets again. Uh, so who do you have them going here? Um, well, so every mock draft I see has them taking a defensive edge and, like, maybe, but they did just sign Vinnie Curry and Carl Lawson, so their D-line is not their mm-hmm. biggest concern. And I think this is a fairly good cornerback class. So after getting Zach Wilson, yeah, they could take a running back. They could take an edge guy. But I think they really should take a corner. And if Caleb Farley's still available, I have them taking him. I also have them liking Tyson Campbell. But, yeah, going corner here, probably Caleb Farley if he hasn't been taken yet. Gotcha. I I wrote best CB available. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, like, again, if Phillips does continue to drop. Like, there's a lot of teams going to say if Phillips drops, which he could be that guy who does. I think he makes yeah. sense here as well. But we both have the Steelers at 24 going Landon Dickerson to replace <laughs> Pouncey. It makes a lot of sense. It makes way too much sense. Yeah, I've seen running back talk. I've seen, like, Najee uh-huh. Harris. I've seen a Trey Sermon mentioned as well. Um, I think Etienne would also be a really great fit for them to, like – like be a versatile pass catcher as well like he and he and harris make a lot of sense but i don't think they go running back i think they value their line a lot and they want to keep ben upright in his probably last year so Landon yeah Peterson, no. the kind of consensus best center in the draft probably this yeah. year uh yep they lost pouncey retired and i just yeah their line is pretty battered <laughs> mm-hmm. and they'll figure I think out they'll running take a line back. they'll yeah get get one later there's there's enough good running backs that'll be available later that they can go with oh yeah. for sure they don't need to go like i don't have one for sure going first round like a, a possibility but they might be able to get javante williams in the second you know yeah I, i've seen like a little more hype come up on him like a lot of people are kind of putting him top three lately yep um, i mean yeah pretty good guy <laughs> pretty good running back so jaguars <laughs> next uh i don't know they have so many needs. <laughs> this team is trash. Like they got Trevor Lawrence, cool. You you did good. Like that's all you kind of needed to do, and you just have to not fuck up from here. So this is one I am also unsure on. I have right now Levi on Wuzurike from Washington. He is one of the best D tackles in the class, and they really need help on the defense. Mm-hmm. But originally I had them taking a corner, but I, they did get Shaquille Griffin with C.J. Henderson, so they're not dead at corner. It's just not good. I also think. Getting Trevor Lawrence, it's really likely they might just take a weapon for him, make him look even more amazing. So I have them taking a defensive guy now, but to be honest, if they took Kadarius Tony, I wouldn't be shocked whatsoever, or a wide receiver, or even a running back. Like, what if they took Etienne? Like, oh, let's put Lawrence and Etienne together. I can yeah. see Urban Meyer influencing that in a stupid way. So, <laughs> yeah, they definitely need some more help. Well, pizzazz. Yeah, like I'll because they've got Shark and Chenault, but they don't have like a ton else. So and they have Marvin Jones, but oh, I forgot they had him. He's solid, but he's getting up there in age. So right, kind of improving it a bit more would make a lot of sense, I think, for Trevor Lawrence. Got a lot of flashy name people, yeah. so that's kind of one of their things. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of guys like there's like Levi, um, a couple other <laughs> like defensive line guys that i had listed i'm trying to find their full names up because i just wrote last names and i realized wait i don't remember lames long enough to do this so but yeah there's levi uh what's his last name ons on Uzurike. yeah but yeah him uh ojulari like tyron like there's a lot of guys who kind of fit like a team with that need and so i think they all make 
sense in those spots. And like, a, I, I have all those guys kind of listed for the Browns along with uh, Asante, like at corner, just because they need defensive help. And I think right. in the front or back in the secondary it makes a lot of sense for the Browns and probably for the Jags as well. So like, I think I think that block of guys applies to both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've you... got a uh, Zayvon Collins for the Browns. Gotcha. If he falls this far, I don't <laughs> think he should, but the way the draft's gone for me so far, he does end up here and that would be so nice. Yeah. for the Browns. He fits perfectly. He's a great linebacker. Who's I think probably, I think he's one of the best. Yeah. Like he the... would, he would fit right in. Yeah. There's not a lot of like, uh, good, like linebackers or edge rushers. Like there's like some definitely weaknesses in this class. It's not a great class. That's why a lot of teams want next year picks. And that's why yeah. it's going to be hard for them to trade down because who wants to give away next year's picks? Exactly. <laughs> so it's going to be a weird draft, my friends. <laughs> yeah. But next up at 27, we have the Ravens. We agree receiver. It's just kind of whoever they prefer. Because if, if Bateman is available, I think they pick him in an instant. If not, I see you have Terrace Marshall, who I also love. But really yep. any any – receiver that they like they should get yeah i'm like just give him a wide receiver for fuck's sake that's what i put yeah. i love diami brown okay. i think they'll go for terrace marshall but i also don't know if bateman will be available if he is yeah I think oh yeah snag him. they need a receiver so badly but... yeah my mock draft is a lot of just like this is a run where i think the guy will go i don't necessarily know if it'll be this guy to this team but <laughs> it'll be around here yeah but so who do you have uh, next up to the Saints? Um, I have them taking Newsom. Gotcha. I think they need to get a corner because they've had Lattimore, but the second cornerback spot for them has been just a revolving door. They just lost Janoris Jenkins. Uh-huh. They let a ton of people go. Yeah, they um, lost so many people. To talk to. The Saints are going to have a down year. Like, yeah, I don't think they that's need, spicy they need at help. all. <laughs> they need some players. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that, the NFC South always cycles around a lot, and this is going to be the year where the Saints are back on the bottom. <laughs> but Well, they, I mean, the bottom might be relative for that division. They still might go 7-9. and nine, Yeah, that division could be bad again this year. They still have some good players. Uh-huh. It's, those, yeah, I, love, I always love that the classic NFC South, like, shootouts, man. Those are fun. Right. But, yeah, I think uh, for the Saints, like, he makes sense. Um, Asante makes a lot of sense. Again, the kind of same position um and those guys i had listed for the browns like i think they could also go with like joe tyron aziz ojulari levi mm-hmm. any of those guys up front as well to keep that bolstered yeah four, the Saints three D tackle. like they have cameron jordan and marcus davenport so they need interior pressure yeah if they can get a like a four three d tackle that would be mm-hmm. really good yeah and that's that's where um i think like levi would make a lot of sense if he's available right like I, i've exactly. seen a couple yeah. places mock him there too yeah, if he's there, that's definitely a pick for them. Mm-hmm. But next up is the Packers, who also need a receiver desperately so they don't piss off Aaron Rodgers even more. Uh, you have Kadarius Tony, which I like. I know we talked about in our evaluations. Uh, kind of inconsistent deep threats seem to be Aaron Rodgers' thing to like, you know, he, like, he likes the project in a sense. <laughs> so, yeah, I like the Kadarius Tony pick here if he's available. I think he would complement Adams pretty well, too. Yeah. Or at least the idea on paper is that he would. Yeah, I also like Elijah Moore here. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he makes sense of it as well, but they just they need a, a good receiver to pair with Devontae. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's a really good pick too. Mm-hmm. So I so you also kind of mentioned uh, Deami Brown earlier, who's someone you like. I think the Bills next at 30 
might take him. Um, he they need to replace John Brown, who's gone to I think the Raiders, right? So he yeah. makes a ton of sense. I think as someone to pair with Josh Allen's skill set. I don't think Kadarius Tony makes it here because he would also be on the board for them. But I think Deami Brown makes a ton of sense as a John Brown replacement and also like a deep threat playmaker for Josh Allen to sling it to. So I think it fits play style wise. Wow, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I think he's going to like this one because I know you like Deami Brown. I'm like, who would get the most out of him? Like probably the Bills. Damn. Yeah. I haven't, I don't know who to putt for them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think any of the running backs are necessarily worth taking in the first round. I have Etienne right now because their running game was, has been just not good, but I do like the Deami Brown there. I mean, they can really just go in any direction. Their team is very solid all around. Yeah, I, th- I do think Etienne makes a lot of sense if he's available here. But again, like this could be a draft where no running backs go in the first. Like I wouldn't be shocked. And I think this team would benefit more from getting a guy to replace Brown and keep that passing game like firing on all cylinders. Because that's what was like, even with their shitty ass running game, like they still won a lot of games with their passing game. So like, I think they're better off trying to keep that strength strong than balance back out. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thought. But yeah. <clears throat> so the Ravens traded Orlando Brown. They are back in the first round at the end of the round. And there's a lot of options they could go. I, I think a typical Ravens fashion, they could maybe go D-line. I would honestly be cool with another receiver if a good one's left. Uh, what are you thinking here? Um, I think they could get a tackle or mm-hmm. a lineman just to – because the Ravens line is always good. Um, I don't know. I – I have them taking a wide receiver earlier, mm-hmm. but in the event that they take a lineman there, I think taking a wide receiver here is good. But so I do think with one of their two picks, they take a wide receiver. It'd be cool if they took two. I think they might. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'd be okay with that. They need it. Like it's it's so bad there at the receiver. Yeah, position, so it's dreadful. Like they can they need to replace Hollywood Brown and get another guy. So <laughs> taking two, I'm cool with. I think they need to replace Hollywood. I'm sorry. I, I I don't think they need to replace him. They just need to add to him. He's not a number one. No. Like, they, but they need a number one for yeah. him to be number two. And exactly. like if they take a number two, then fuck. Well, shit. More number it's two. It's still not. Yeah. yeah they, just, they just need more capable guys. Like, it's, like, even if they have a lot of like 1B guys, that's still better than having only one 1B guy and a lot of like three guys. Right. So, but I see you have Leatherwood here as a, a possible tackle option for them. Yeah, Alex Leatherwood's really good. What, what a cool name! Right. He sounds like a Ravens tackle, <laughs> Leatherwood. So I just put him there. Mm-hmm. But then, last up, we have the fucking ears. Uh, fuck these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you have a trade makes sense. I I agree. Like, there's probably a team that will trade up into this spot to get their last guy. Like, they want to snag before the day ends because. The Bucks are getting so many guys back that, um, I mean, like a pick makes like any pick they fuel, you know, would bolster their team. I think it makes sense, but a, a trade back seems pretty likely here. Yeah, I mean, if somebody ends up falling really far, that's good. They'll probably take them, and if they don't particularly love anyone at that pick position available for their team, which they might not because their team is very Mm well-rounded at a very high level, then they'll probably just trade down with someone and let somebody else, you know, sneak up and grab someone at the end of the day. Yeah. Because people are going to fall that a lot of other teams think are good. That's the other thing. 
it's just gonna be a weird day weird yeah because they just added uh bernard <laughs> so they've got kind of like a hodgepodge running back groups so i don't think they would pick that i they're loaded at receiver um and maybe they take a third guy i don't know um like maybe they get more edge rusher i like they're they're strong they're a really good team so i mean maybe safety i don't know like i'm trying to think of if they're if they're trying to just to build like if they're saying okay we're gonna play the Chiefs or Ravens the Super Bowl like maybe getting a better safety or keeping that pass rush super strong is something they would prioritize there. So right or maybe some team really likes Kellen Mond so they trade so, up with them and take Mond at thirty two. Yeah, like I, I saw the mock. I can't remember what it was. I had them taking like Davis Mills here at thirty two. <laughs> Which I mean, I wouldn't be shocked, but I don't think they will. Mm-mm. I mean, you you gotta if you're gonna make that pick, you gotta make it for this year. Like you gotta bring in someone who will help you this year because your team is built for now. So right, it doesn't make sense to just like pick a guy for the future right now who is no one knows if he's like not no one knows, but like he may just not be any good. Like he could be good, but I don't. I think they're better off going all in on this year. See, yeah, my, I mean, year. yeah, exactly. Like I've seen like uh, Rousseau, like Gregory Rousseau put here some, he makes sense. Like Elijah Molden, the safety is pretty weak in this class. I think he's like the top safety in a lot of boards. Yeah. Safety's pretty weak. I don't think I have any going in the first round. Uh, so they, they can kind of pick whomever or trade here. They're in a good spot. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. I hate to see it, but I am so excited for the draft to come up, man. I just know we're all going to be in Discord watching it, freaking out, I'm reacting. Go crazy. Yeah, getting your reaction as the Jets make their pick, getting Jolly's reaction as the Bengals make their pick, and then you know, uh, my I hope I hope I'm happy about the Falcons pick, but I'm sure the Raiders will find a way to tilt me. So, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be upset if they took any of the guys we mocked to them. No, yeah, like if if they if they go with like. Pits, you know, obviously they're going for this year. Like, okay, at least they have like a plan. I just, the more I've gone through it in my head, the more I prefer the Trey Lance route, just because I like him and I would love to have him modeled my favorite team. So, <laughs> a little bit selfish just there, but you know, what's what's a good mock draft without like a little bit of selfish bias? You know, exactly. Everyone tries to set up their team, or they're just hopeless, <laughs> or they're just hopeless, and they're the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hope they might make the right move. But we will find out soon if they do. And until then, uh, thank you all for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter at Mozzie and Muscle, and we'll be back next time.